Brown, Mysteries. Adventures in excitement and suspense, based on the best-selling novels by the slick storytelling sensation, Carter Brown. It was a great idea of mine to do an impromptu show devoted to the death of Hannah Vogue for the next TV presentation of There's No Future in Murder. But there'd be no future in TV for me if I didn't reveal the murderer on that show. Because to a million viewers, I wasn't Rockstone the actor. I was Inspector Rockstone, the infallible cop who'd been put on the spot by a real-life cop, Inspector Jakes of Homicide. What are you doing here, Stoll? I'm a busy man. Oh, I know that, Inspector. But I thought since you gave that tale to the papers about me solving the murder, you might tell me how things were going. Yeah, I see nobody could have taken that bit seriously about you having a hot lead. Why not? You're still alive. So's the murderer, unless you've arrested him. It's only a matter of time. Did you find out how the corpse got into Lacey's window? The window was set up the night before. The window dressers left at 9 p.m., so whoever substituted the corpse for the dummy must have done it after that. Two night watchmen claimed they heard nothing. One of the metal blinds closing off the loading dock at the back of the building shows signs of having been forced. I see. What did you find out about Hannah Vogue? She was an actress, and she'd been in this town about six months. She hadn't had any work since she got here. I don't know how she kept that apartment. No hot lead, huh? No. Why, do you know something? Me, Inspector? I'm just a TV cop. How could I know anything? And speaking of TV, how about being in the studio for our next show? Me? Why? Well, we're doing the murder on the next program, and we'd like you to be there. Hey, what's behind this? What are you up to, Stone? Oh, nothing, Inspector. Just trying to carry out the promise you made to the newspapers in my name. Stone, if you know anything, it's your duty to inform the police. Oh, I shall, Inspector. But I don't want to make you look a liar to the general public. What? Well, you told the press boys that I would solve the murder. And that's what I'm trying to do. So long, Inspector. See you in the studio. I think it's the most ridiculous idea I ever heard. I wouldn't allow it for one moment to commercialize murder. It, it, it's unethical. But, Mr. Lacey... It's a the... crazy, preposterous idea. I won't hear another word about it, sir. I'm sorry you feel that way, Mr. Lacey. That, that means I'll have to scrap the idea of you introducing the show. What? Well, uh, me? Uh, introduce it? Well, that's what I had in mind. I naturally figured that you as our sponsor would open the program. Well, you wanted me to appear on the show? Sure. With a statement to our audience about how you stood four square for justice and how this program would bring a murderer to justice. Oh, no, no, no. Wait a minute. I hadn't thought of it quite like that before. That puts a, a different complexion on the matter. Oh, does it, Mr. Lacey? Of course. Now, this whole thing will have to be properly organized. We can't afford any slip-ups. That's right, sir. All right, get on to it, Stone. Of course, Mr. Lacey. Uh, uh, just one other thing. Yeah. Uh, we'd like your manager, Mr. Sheep, to come along, too. All right, I'll send him a memo about it. Why, thank you. You know, there's one thing that's had me wondering about Mr. Sheep. Uh, what's that? If he can't sleep at night, what does he count? People? <laughs> when I left Lacey's department store, I thought I ought to have a few words with Sam Long about the form the presentation ought to take. He wasn't to be seen at Harry's bar, so I headed for his apartment. I'd never been there before. Man, it was a shabby-looking building. I was surprised Sam was making money. 
He could afford something better than that. There was no answer when I pressed the buzzer, but a door opposite opened, and a woman stuck her head out. You looking for Mr. Long? Yeah, that's right. Well, he isn't in. Yeah, that probably explains why he doesn't open the door. Say, aren't you Inspector Rockstone? That's right. Gee, I always watch your program. That is, when the old man isn't working early shift. He gets home around four in the afternoon then, and we watch another channel. Why? He can't stand the sight of you. He says if you're a cop, he's a ballet dancer. And he's not, I take it. He works on the garbage collection. Have you any idea where Mr. Long would be? Mm, try Harry's bar. I have. He's there most times. Drinks too much. He's changed since he first came here. He was different then. Younger, perhaps. Mm, happier, too. They both were happy. Did you say they? Sure. Him and his wife. Wife? Yeah, I never knew he was married. Oh, lovely little thing she was. An actress. But then they started in quarreling. Quarreled something terrible before she left him. Guess that's why he drinks so much. You say she was an actress? Uh-huh. Used to go mad at him. Yelling it was his fault she couldn't get a job because he wouldn't help her. You, you don't know the name that she used professionally? No, never heard of it. But pretty as a picture she was, with a red hair and everything. Red hair? Flaming red. Lovely hair. The way mine used to be before it started falling out. I can imagine. Every time I saw her, I used to say to myself, Holy Hannah, if only my hair... Hey, that was her name, Hannah. <laughs> I left the talkative dame with my head railing. Not only from her gabbling, but from the unexpected, astonishing information I'd stumbled on. Sam Long, married. And to a beautiful redhead actress named Hannah. And it was a beautiful redhead actress named Hannah who'd been found dead in Lacey's window. It looked as though Sam and I should have a long, confidential chat. But I ran into a complication with curves. A special set of curves called Lower Shore. Oh, there you are, Mr. Stone. Where else should I be, Miss Shaw? This is the door to my apartment. I was about to open it and walk in. Not yet. We've got to go somewhere else first. The implication is that we can come back here afterwards? Why, Mr. Stone, we hardly know each other. A couple of hours of some low lights and lingering music could fix that. I'll think about it. But now we'd better be on our way. Well, where are we going? You'll see when we get there. Hey, why all the mystery? Because it's important to me that whoever murdered Hannah Vogue is found. And it's important to you, too, isn't it? Well, sure. But the trouble is that all I've got so far is a lot of questions with no answers. Come with me and I guarantee you one of the answers. Maybe the most significant one. Lois had a car and slid in behind the wheel. After a half-hour drive, we stopped outside a sprawling two-story house with grounds big enough to build an aircraft plant in. You know who lives here? Nobody in my income bracket. The name is Tony Seguera. Should I know him? Tony Seguera is one of the three top syndicate men in the city. Then I shouldn't know him. I think you should. Let's go meet him. She led the way up to the front door where a butler carefully patted me in case I was carrying a gun 
then led us into a large, luxuriously furnished room, and then discreetly retired. From a spidery-looking and expensive chair rose a spidery-looking, expensive character. This is Rock Stone, Mr. Seguera. Glad to know you, Stone. Pick up your show regular. I'm pleased to hear it, Mr. Seguera. Say, do you like it? Sure. I'm glad the regular cops aren't as smart as you. I'd be out of business. But you are, aren't you, Tony? Oh, sure. Legitimate business I'm in now. Trucking. Tony's a sort of elder statesman for the syndicate in this area. Yeah, you could call me that. He's got some interesting information for you. Glad to hear anything that might help me. Now, this will, but you've got to understand a few things first. Huh? Now, this dame getting herself knocked off in a store window, that's bad for the syndicate. Gets too much publicity. People start talking, say what's doing in their city. Next thing you know, there's a reform party starts up, and we've got to buy to keep things as they are. It costs too much dough. Yeah, I can see that. So we got no interest in this thing. It don't concern us until it gets publicity, and then it does. I see. Now... You're going to do a real-life show next Tuesday. That's right. You find the guy who did it on your show and everybody gets happy, says, what a fine city we got, huh? Makes sense? From your side of the fence, yeah. So we're in your corner on this one. Yeah, that's fine. Now, here's the facts. This Vogue dame is all this Lacey's dame, right? Right. She gets herself murdered. Why? Maybe because she found out something that Lacey don't want anybody else to know. Could be. Something like he's been spending more dough than he should have over the last couple of years, maybe. And he wants a quick investment with a large profit to get it back. So he puts $100,000 into the rackets when the syndicate can use the dough and he collects 20% over 12 months? With due respect to Tony, you could say this was right from the horse's mouth. Now, the syndicate did the right thing by Lacey. We paid him his 20% a month ago and gave him back his 100 grand. We're clean. But we don't want to get mixed up in this thing. The way we see it, the dame found out about it some way. Maybe she blackmailed Lacey or maybe she threatened to talk to the cops. But that's why she was killed. We're sure of that. Thanks, uh, Mr. Seguera. Thanks a lot. Oh, any time. Now, I just done you a favor. How about you do me one? Well, what is it? Well, you mentioned this in your show. That's okay with us. But just change it around a little. Not very much. Don't say invested the dough in the rackets. Just say invested in the syndicate through me. I'm okay. I'm clean. I've paid taxes on the dough I made on his dough. And make the point that Lacey got his dough back. We don't want people we do business with to doubt our honesty. Sure, Mr. Seguera. I'll do that. Fine. I look forward to seeing your show. I'm a real fan for your show. It's my second favorite TV show. Which is first? Uh, hop along, Cassidy. He's a real nice guy. And so's his horse. And he keeps the kids on the straight and narrow. Let's them know that crime don't pay. You approve of that? Sure. You think we want the rackets to get overcrowded? I, I just don't get it. How come you found all this out, Lois? And you know about Kathy Molden. Hey, where do you belong in this setup? I'm just a girl who knows a guy. The guy being Tony Sequera. But right now I'm with another guy. And the lights are low. The music's lingering. I'm feeling languid. Didn't you say something about getting to know me better? Oh, sorry, honey. This isn't my night for concentrating on anything except murder, that is. You've just got a one-track mind. You know, I thought it was a pretty brilliant idea, this live TV show to unmask a killer. With me on the spot the whole time. Well? Well, it just occurred to me. If anything goes wrong, and I'm in front of the cameras every minute... Yes? I'll make an awfully easy target. Won't I? 